0: This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 107. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clough and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick and I'm joined by my co-host Lisa Clough of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how you been?
1: I'm fighting with microphones today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't I know it?
1: <laughs> that was a chat. That was what it. We're forty-two minutes late for recording the podcast because of difficulties Yeah, not bad. Difficulties. Not bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We're twenty minutes till an hour, so no, no big deal at all. Um, <laughs> no, it's not not a big deal. So anyway, what are we talking about today, Lisa?
1: We are talking about using colored pencil outdoors.
0: Yeah, this is this is kind of fun. I think I'm not going to say that French word that uh, people like to say because I'll probably pronounce it with the wrong vowel accent, and somebody will complain about that. <laughs> so, air. Yeah, there, there you go. That one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. So. <laughs> I've seen I've seen people just get on a soapbox about that, about really? how to pronounce it. Like, okay, I guess I guess I won't I've uh, always heard uh, irritate anybody. <laughs> yeah, plain air or N plain air or whatever. So. Alright, so can you do this with colored pencil? We're gonna talk about that and then talk about maybe some supplies that you should think about taking with you if you decide to do this and why or why you may not decide to do this, I guess. All right, so I did do this one time, and I, I really liked it, and I'll probably do it again. I've thought about doing it for a while, and I went ahead and just you know took the plunge and decided to uh, give it a go and see what I thought about it. I took a couple of my cameras with me, my G7s, and set them up uh, to record as I was doing this. All right, Lisa, have you ever done this before?
1: not with colored pencil but i have quite a few times with painting when i was in southern california i used to go down to the beach fairly often and set up on the boardwalk and paint
0: mhm all right so with colored pencil let's talk about some supplies then that you might take so you want to be a minimalist right you don't want to you know lug your whole studio with you because you want to take as few of items as possible so that you don't have a lot of things to cart back and forth. What I did is I took just a piece of, well, you know what I was going to say? I was going to say I took a piece of Fisher 400 sanded paper mounted on, on foam board, but I didn't do that. I took everything but that. (laughs) And I had no paper today when I went there. And I got everything set up, got my camera set up, and tried to figure out the lighting, make sure everything was right. And then I realized I didn't have any paper. So I had to lug everything back, come back to the house, and grab the paper. That was ridiculous. So don't make that mistake. So anyway, some of the things you'll need, obviously, is paper, pencils, and a sharpener, maybe something to erase with. And then you need an easel. And your supplies for your personal care, uh, water and stuff like that. So what I took is I had the Fisher 400 paper, like I talked about, and I had poly... I just grabbed my carton that I have my polychromos pencils in, and I just, you know, grabbed the entire set. I think there's two sets in that little cart. It's a little bin, actually. And I just grabbed that, stuck it in the car, and grabbed kneaded eraser and a sanded eraser and what else a pencil sharpener, and I grabbed some tape just because if there was a lot of wind, I was wanting to tape the back of that foam board to my easel so that it wouldn't keep moving on me. I didn't really have a problem with that though, but that was just a precautionary measure in case I needed it.
1: Another thing that you want to consider, just like what John was saying with bringing the tape, make sure your easel that you're using is heavyweight enough that that's not going to blow over. My experience outdoors, again, being at the beach, it's going to be breezier, but Having the entire easel blow over along with the canvas, Ooh. things blow around and that is that really frustrating. Good. So you may want to bring some clips, some some way to clip the board or clip the work to a board. Or if you're working on a drawing board, I think that would, would if, if you're not yeah. working on Fisher 400, a drawing board would be really good because you could clip the board itself to the easel without damaging the artwork or the paper. But you want something that's really going to allow it to stay. In my case, tape would not have done it wouldn't have helped at all. So I would have needed a heavier clip just given the difference in the amount of wind I experienced versus what what John had where he had, you know, lighter breezes and it was a much nicer area to work outside for him. But you want to really consider when you get a decent breeze and your entire setup goes flying by, that is so frustrating. And you may even want an umbrella or something to put over you so that you're not under direct sun. The problem with that is that also can catch wind. So if that may be a problem for you, a big hat. And even if you think you might feel silly wearing one of these huge huge sun hats Seriously, do it anyway. Because yeah, the amount of right. sunburn you can get on your shoulders, your ears, that's a big one. Um, if yeah. you've got your hair parted, I can't tell you how many times my part got sunburned. Because you don't think about it. You're out there in the sun and you don't necessarily think about the sunburn. So make sure you bring your sunblock. I would add that to the list. Things yeah. that are going to make it more comfortable. If you like to blend with odorless mineral spirits, this is the one, to- well, one of two times I might recommend getting the Prismacolor blending markers. They're that alcohol-based marker that you can blend with, I would do that instead of my normal little container of odorless mineral spirits. Because the odorless mineral spirits, no matter what container you put it in, has a tendency to leak. It is just so easy to leak all over the place. So um, even if it's a slow leak, that marker, if you're just going to be doing quick little blending, and especially if you're working outdoors, you're probably going to do quicker, more loose sketches. The blending marker from Prismacolor, that is one of the only times I would use that that marker versus my regular odorless mineral spirits.
0: Yeah, those are great tips. Yeah, I had a big safari kind of hat on today that my daughters make fun of. So that was perfect. They weren't around. (laughs) And I used that. I had a water bottle and I would recommend bug spray or something like that. I knew I've set up, I set an alarm. I was only going to spend 45 minutes at the most. And I left before that alarm went off and i just got you know a, a pretty just basic sketch and i've got reference photos now of of uh, what i was drawing and i can go ahead and finish that in my studio at home but i also had a Real nice solid wood easel that isn't going to blow over. So that's that's a good point, Lisa. Yeah, you know, make sure that you have something with some solid construction that isn't going to be temperamental when wind comes by.
1: I really like those French style easels. That that's have the what wood I was using. That you can pull out. They, it, it adds a lot of weight, but it gives you a lot of storage uh, space too, and that yeah. helps it not to blow over. Those are perfect for outdoor. Yeah,
0: camping. that's that's the the exact one I was using. The three legged yeah. uh, wooden wooden one. And yeah, those are really nice, uh, and they just fold up. Up and you carry them with you over your shoulder and it works really well
1: and we'll put a link to some of these supplies in yeah, the def- show notes as well so if you want to check that out
0: yeah definitely we'll have all of these linked up in the show notes for you so that'll make it easy and that sanded eraser i think is a really good one to have for sanded paper you, the thing is you know with sanded paper you don't want to really be erasing too much anyway because you're going to destroy that uh, that sanded tooth on the on the uh, support All right, so what about subject matter? Let's talk about that for a moment. I was drawing an old abandoned house that had caught fire at some point, and someone went in and they boarded up several of the windows, and they've really never done anything else with it. And I got just a bare sketch down and like I said, and then I can finish that later. But some other things that are good to draw, I guess, would be landscapes.
1: You can even go a little bit closer. I mean, if you've got wildflowers or something like that, you can do kind of a close up, a macro type shot of those.
0: That would be good. Yeah. Water, you know, anything like that, a tree, anything that you know, catches your eye and that you might think would make a good painting or drawing.
1: Even just clouds. That Mm, is a great thing to do while you're out there because you really get to see the movement. And somehow, sometimes that I think can be more helpful in learning to paint and draw clouds well, watching Mm -hmm. them in real life than just going by a photograph.
0: Mm, That's an excellent tip. Yeah, I was was really distracted by the clouds today because they started to gather and get a little dark in uh, certain areas. And And I I kept wanting to look at those instead of look at the house and think about the perspective and all of that. And then I got concerned that it was going to rain. And actually, it it was going to rain. (laughs) So it's a good thing I was looking at that, I guess, a little bit. All right. So, yeah, there's so many things, I guess, that you could decide to draw as your subject matter.
1: And you can even bring something of your own from home. Let's say you've got a skull, like, I don't know, a random, scu- we'll say a dolphin sculpture. I'm looking on my desk if you can't tell. A sculpture of a dolphin or just something random, some an mm. item that you really enjoy. Take that with you. You can set it in the grass and draw that, how it looks with the grass around it. I mean, it's not a big object, but it, you can get this to where... You can set it up in a situation that is very interesting to look at. And your lighting is something that I would watch. I mean, and you're going to have to deal with that as lighting changes anyway. But if you go early morning, late afternoon, you're going to get Mm -hmm. some really interesting lighting the way the light comes through leaves and trees or hits the grass.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that is one of the challenges. Let's talk about challenges for a moment here. The changing light, as you alluded to, Lisa, the clouds, the position of the sun, all of those things can really present some challenges that you want to be aware of and you want to think about as you're out there. If you're, you know, going, processing through this in a certain way, like, okay, I'm going to block in my shadows right here, and then I'm going to turn my attention to the highlights where the sun is hitting things, then you got to think about the fact that if it's cloudy out, then you may not be able to see all of those shadows at that one time, and so you may want to leave that portion for a little while, and then go back to it as you see the sun coming out again, and then you start seeing those shadows again, and you think, okay, it's out right now, I want to get just the outline of where, you know, this sun shadows are uh, presenting themselves in this particular subject. And that's kind of what I had to do today.
1: Another thing that you can do, if it's something that you know is going to take you more than one sitting, you know, if you're going to be mm-hmm. there for hours and hours and hours, you may want to set this up so that every day you go at the same time from nine in the morning till 10 in the morning. These are the hours I'm going to work on this. And then I'm going to make myself stop because those shadows are going to shift too much. I will come back tomorrow, at same time. Hopefully it doesn't turn too cloudy. But that's another thing you can do if you come that's back. Excellent. Excellent. make sure it's the same day every day.
0: No, that's excellent. Yeah. That that would work really well. Yeah, so keep a keep a log book or something. Keep a record of the time when you're doing this so that you know, you know, have your smartphone there or whatever and keep notes on what you're doing. But just be aware of, you know, the the weather, the rain, the changes in temperature, make sure you're dressed appropriately and you're not, you know, just irritable and and, you know, frustrated because you're just sweating too much and you didn't dress correctly or something like that. The bugs like we talked about, I think you. You know, mosquitoes, there's gonna be flies, maybe gnats, something like that. And so you might wanna you might wanna take bug spray.
1: My big warning for you guys, if you are in the south, be careful of chiggers. I thought it would be perfectly safe to sit in some dirt under a tree one day. I wasn't painting or drawing, I was actually on the phone. But I thought, you know, this seems like a nice area to go. I'm from Southern California. We did not have chiggers there.
0: And then you got orange orange freckles,
1: huh? (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I actually ended up I stopped counting at fifty bites. There were so many bites on my legs. I was absolutely covered. And it took months for the itching to stop. It was the most miserable experience. And even friends who are from here, they're like, I've never seen anyone bit that much. It's like, of course. So, yeah, I'm big on bug spray. And I personally now, I'm so paranoid about experiencing that again. I won't even take a step into dirt. I'm like if I'm on a trail, I am on that trail. I will yeah. not touch the dirt. I don't touch leaves. I don't t- I can't recognize poison poison oak or poison ivy, so that's part of it. But yeah, I am super paranoid about th- yeah. that is definitely something you want to think about. Where you're located. Yeah, definitely. Snakes, that may be a concern for you. Just be aware of what is around you. If you're like me and you rarely go outside, you may not be aware of some of the wildlife that may present a bit of a problem. So just watch for that sort of thing.
0: And if you're like me, I I love outdoors. I love being outside and it's just that that was so so fun doing that. And so, <laughs> but yeah, you got to be aware of your surroundings and aware of, of where where you are.
1: Another thing too, your supplies. There's a very good chance you'll have extra pieces of paper, a tissue something will want to blow away. Don't be lazy. I mean, I probably don't tell, need to tell you guys this as artists, I think we have a tendency to be a bit more aware of how we leave the area, you know, nature after we've been there, but just make sure you don't leave trash around when you're doing this because it, for me, the thing that I have to watch is making that extra effort when something blows away. It's not that I would intend to leave trash there, but I will have paper or random things just blow off. So I'm, you know, running half a mile to go find it. So I don't just leave it there, but try to make sure that you weigh everything down. So you don't end up in that situation where you are going on a mile long jog when you didn't intend on it um, to (laughs) track down things that blew away. It can
0: happen easily. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: a- I know it I I have done that.
0: <laughs> you know, something I forgot to mention, Lisa, I'll just mention this right here, is the reason why I chose sanded paper is, for one, it's so quick. You can get some colors down there very, very quickly, sketch out something very quick, and it offers that advantage of being able to put light over dark very well, and that that's just a, I don't know, when I first tried sanded paper, and I think we talked about this before in a prior uh, podcast, but it was just a game-changer for me, and being able to put light colors colors, even white over some dark areas was just incredible. So that's, that's the reason why I chose that. You know, you could use paper like uh, we talked about, you know, you could put that on drawing board or whatever, but just using the sanded paper just has a lot of advantages. And really you're working very quickly in colored pencil when you're using sanded paper. So just wanted to mention that.
1: And if I were to, for the same reason, just saving time, if I'm going to work outdoors, I want it to be something I can do fairly quickly. I would personally not bring my regular uh, polychromos or luminance. Those wouldn't be my first choice. I would actually use either my watercolor pencils or my Inktense pencils. And then bring, and so that you don't have to drag around a cup of water. You have those water pens that you fill the barrel with water and, or water brushes, I should say. Yeah, water and brushes. And you can yep. use that to paint with. So for yeah, me, that would idea. be my choice because you could get so much color down so quickly yeah. using those. I think that those are absolutely perfect for working outdoors.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I may have to try that. So can't really think of any more challenges. I'm sure there are some. Just don't, you know, forget half your supplies or something like I did. Well, I just forgot my paper, but it's so important. <laughs>
1: If this is something that you end up enjoying, I would invest in a decent backpack that is intended for art supplies or has, you know, a Mm -hmm. pocket for all of your stuff. Something, I mean, even actually some laptop messenger bags work really, really well for art supplies because of the way that the compartments are set up. But something like that, don't forget, you know, obviously a chair, you're going to need something that's foldable or lightweight unless you're going to a park that already has a bench that you can sit in. But you're going to want something to actually sit on that's lightweight. So look around for stuff that you're going to easily be able to take with you. And always make sure when you're drawing, I would say when you first start drawing, take a photo, but make sure that that camera is in the same angle as what you're sitting at so that you don't get home and go, wow, the perspective on my drawing is wrong. Well, no, it was probably just that you were sitting at a different angle. Make sure that the photo you take is at the same angle that you were sitting at. But I would always do that just to make sure in case you get home and realize, you know, I want to work on this a little bit more. Have those reference photos. And again, the reference photos, ideally, if it's something like a building or a fence where you're going to have perspective issues, make sure you take that photo right where your eyes are at the same angle.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The same orientation and everything. And, you know, do it just like you do whenever you're trying to take your own reference photos of whatever subject matter it is. Go ahead and take zoomed up close reference photos of some of the detail that you want if you're going to work on it later as well. And then that zoomed out perspective is always good, of course.
1: And water. I know, John, I'm going to, I I think we're done. We're going to stop. And then I'm like, no, wait, I just thought of something else. That is so important. Yeah. Water. Make sure you bring enough water with you. This is a mistake I've made. I used to show my dogs and so there were many times where I would be outdoors at an outdoor show and while I know this isn't to do with, with painting, those times I actually always did bring water. But there were so many shows where I didn't think about how long I was going to be outside and not have access to anything to drink and ended up getting really dehydrated and made, my, made myself very, very ill. Make sure you bring enough water and soda's not good enough in this case. When you're outside and You're going to be Mm sweating, make sure you've got that water.
0: Yeah, definitely. And possibly snacks. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, another thing that I've heard happens from time to time, and I figured this wouldn't happen to me, is that people talk about how, you know, people will be interested in what you're doing. They'll come up, maybe talk to you, and that, you know, that can happen. And so you want to be sure to allow for interruptions if you you know, or somebody who, you know, likes to not be interrupted, then remember that is a possibility that that could happen while you're out there. But that did happen to me today, but it didn't happen while I was drawing. It was after I started putting everything up. Somebody across the street, lives in a house across the street, came over and started talking to me. Then a couple of people came over and and then, actually, it was really odd. They asked if I did portraits. I have no idea why they asked if I did portraits when I'm working on a house. But I, I guess I was kind of glad that they did. But I made a mistake. I did not have my business cards with me. So be prepared and have your business oh, cards Oh, good with tip. Me. Oh, that was awful. So bad on me. I did not do that. So I tore off a sheet of paper that I had in the car and used a colored pencil and wrote down my information, gave that to him. So, Yeah. Make sure you have those with you.
1: You know, another thing you may want to watch too, if you're drawing in a park or somewhere where people have their dogs running loose, um, even though I know we all have leash laws, you still will have people with their dogs running loose. Make sure you're aware of where you've got your art back. So if you've got a pad of paper, you actually care about your pencils, all of that, and you've got that sitting on the ground, there's a very good chance of somebody's dog running up and lifting their leg on that. Be aware of your surroundings. And wherever you are, you should be aware of your surroundings. There are some kind of creepy people out there that, you know, if you're not paying attention, can sneak up on you. So it's not just worrying about dogs and their marking habits. But be very aware of your surroundings. Be aware of the
0: locals, huh? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean we talked about bugs and weather and wind.
0: The locals are loosh also sometimes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't talk. Sorry, I at had all. to. Um, but just w- watch your surroundings and I mean the dog thing is you know, probably the most likely thing to have happen, but yeah. you do not want somebody's dog coming up and marking your art bag or your pencils. I mean, you never leg. get rid of that smell. I used to work at an animal hospital and we would do vaccine clinics. I can't tell you how many times people just they're so unaware of what their dog is doing and how many times those dogs lifted their legs on other people other dogs tables it's it was insane i mean when you see how how quickly a dog will lift their leg and of course the owners are completely unaware and not watching so which is probably going to be the case if you've got somebody who's letting their dog run loose at a park so you know just be aware watch out for that if you see someone show up with their dog just kind of keep an eye on that so you can move your bag if the dog runs up to say hi you can just kind of grab your bag and move it out of the way so that you don't end up with a bag full of ruined art supplies
0: all right that's a good one uh so lisa another other thing that we always forget to talk about is our good friends at Audible. Why do we do that? Why do I don't we forget know. that? We have no idea why we. Forget <laughs> it's weird
1: because I'm listening to them pretty much nonstop. You think it would always be on my mind? No,
0: I know, and I know that you love Audible. Yes, you over there listening to this podcast. Why do I know that? Because you're listening to an audio program. And if you haven't tried out Audible, I would urge you to do that. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from, from uh, across just a wide variety of genres. And they've got newspapers that you could listen to, books, of course. They've got old productions, radio programs, and things like that. Just a a wide variety of things. Some TED Talks, speeches, uh, just anything that may tickle your fancy. And... If you're not happy with whatever book you choose, then you can return it and you get that, that money back if, if you're on one of the plans where you're being charged every month. But if you sign up under our link, audibletrial.com slash cppodcast, if you sign up under that link, you get one book of your choice absolutely free. And that's yours to keep forever for life. And if you cancel on day 30, then you'll never be charged after this free trial. You'll never be charged again. So there's so many good books to choose from, and Lisa and I love this company. All right, so again, that is audibletrial.com slash cppodcast. All right, well, maybe you have tried painting outdoors before, and we would love to hear about that. I will also post my picture that I drew today before I have it completed. I'll post it over there, and then I'll probably post the one that I completed at home, and you can take a look at that. And I would love to find out about your experiences in drawing outside. And we'll have all the show notes over there at sharpenedartist.com as usual. And you can reach out to us at any time, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.
1: Freckles have people with their dogs running loose. L- loose, wow, Lisa uh, Lisa. <sighs>